0: What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Onyx, here at Going Full Nerd. I got a question. Do you like this podcast? If so, great. I'd like to share with you, it isn't cheap to produce a weekly podcast, so I could really use your help. Take the time to visit anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd slash support and become a supporter. You could choose the amount of your support, Get an exclusive supporter shout out and receive access to exclusive supporter giveaways. So, thanks in advance, and let's keep that nerdy goodness going. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. I can really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the matches they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly, I'm still fly, I know. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here, going full nerd. Yo, so check this out. I know people wanted me to talk about The Mandalorian a couple of live streams ago, you know, when I was recording the podcast, but I, I felt I had to do this without the distraction. of. And I'm not going to, it shouldn't be called distraction. I, I felt I had to do it without responding in time to everybody, just so I could get my point out. When it came to talking about the last four episodes of season two, I mean, the title of this particular, you know, podcast recording is making Star Wars great again. And I had to actually rewatch the last four episodes to get, you know, a good feeling and keep my energy levels high when it came to talking about those last four episodes So I know you probably heard a lot of this You've seen the spoilers online Or you've watched it You've got your own opinion But we're going to do it You know, So I've been poking the bear For the last couple of months Saying Star Wars is better than Star Trek And you know A lot of people have been asking me To add context to my statement Because I've been getting a few choice words From people over the internet I mean it's not like I let stuff like that Get to me Because I'm an asshole. I mean, let's let's keep it going. But some of my more dedicated listeners, they deserve a little respect and a response from me. So the thing is, is Star Wars has fallen upon a lot of rough times and problems with the prequels, the sequels, how they were received, so many continuity issues, and or what the F moments. Okay. So before the Mandalorian series, Star Trek was essentially outclassing Star Wars in every step of the way. Even with that one Star Wars movie where, you know, well, I'm not going to say even it, but you know, you you think even the Star Trek movie that had the whales in it <laughs> was infinitely better than the direction that Star Wars was going, okay? Uh, You know what was that? Where they went to, they went to San Francisco, and the whales was saving the earth or some. Anyway, go figure. So here's the deal. I mean, the Star Wars animated series they were great, okay. But Star Wars suffered from one major issue after another when it came to continuity because nerds like me love continuity there's no getting around that so timelines and connecting story arcs and getting back to stories are so important it is ridiculously emphasized by 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 all of us you know we we, we see it when we talk about dc marvel and you know aliens and terminator and things like that we, we talk about it so it is what it is um so the final nails in the Star Wars coffin were all the extended universe stories, the comic books, the games not being deemed as canon. You know. And and this was through through a lot of nerdy Star Wars fans into what what do we call it? What do we call it? A hissy fit. <laughs> okay. So although for every bright spot Star Wars had like Rogue One there was an equally bad or disappointing counterpart the movie Solo you know for yeah until the Mandalorian okay so John Favreau pretty much is playing the fixer for many plot holes and giving some fan service which is the biggest redeeming quality and subsequently propelling Star Wars back to greatness above Star Trek. Now, don't get me wrong, I love both, but right now Star Wars is kind of winning, 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 especially with the announcements from Disney's, you know, Investors Day and things like that. So, you know, hey, it is what it is. So let's talk about the last four episodes of season two and give you a little brief synopsis. I'm not getting into details, but I I, I just kind of wanted to share some of that. So Episode four, The Siege, okay, that one we saw the return of Karga and Grief Karga and Cara Doom. okay, much anticipated return and glow up when compared to where they were last seen in season one. So, you know, we had added, you know, subtle side plots, issues in production where the jeans guys showed up in the scene, back in the shadows, and, you know, but this is where the ramping up of this particular season happened. And the action we wanted and deserved from this season's slow start, in my humble opinion, was beginning to happen. I mean, we've got the standard Mandalorian storyline. I'm trying to get the kid back to who can help him. And he's my war. I've got him with me. And, oh, you know, I got to find the Jedi. I got to find this. I got to find that. But you got to do this for me first. That, I mean, it, it's typical. It's typical. That leads us into episode five The Jedi. Now, I mentioned this during one of my live streams, but I'm going to dig a little bit more into the importance of this episode. This was where they brought another animated series character to life, Ashoka Tano. Who's going to get her own series? Hey, go ahead, Rosario Dawson, Cory Booker. Yeah, you lucky dude, yo. But anyway, this episode really put so much on the table in terms of traditional Star Wars action with the lightsaber duels, the fights, and more Mandalorian history being unveiled in tiny, bite-sized moments. Now, many people were not feeling the child's true name, Grogu. But hey, if his mama named him Grogu, I'm going to call him Grogu. Y'all call him Baby Yoda. Y'all call him the child, whatever. The the dude's name is Grogu. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that, but it is what it is. It sounds like something you eat on a cold winter day in Russia. Give me some Grogu. <laughs> Man, boy, put some put some Grogu on your chest and you, you will feel much better. <laughs> All right. But check this out. So let's go into episode six, which was known as the tragedy. Now, here's my thing. If shit hitting the fan was a show, this episode can be described as such. It was a lot to digest when it came to expanding plot lines, character appearances and actions, you know. So we begin to get the development of something we've waited so many years to see. And that was Boba Fett being the badass and not just a cool looking bounty hunter that we all had fantasized and dreamed about as kids watching the original trilogy. In addition, we've got Ming Na Wen, you know, the cavalry. <laughs> I know Agents of Shield is done, you know, Agent May, she'll always be Agent May, she'll always be animated Mulan. But Ming Na Wen Yo, she returns as Fennec Shand after a season one appearance with cybernetic enhancements. You know, since we thought she was dead, you know, you can't you can't kill off a, a a smooth character like that. But the climax point of this particular episode was the abduction of Grogu by the robotic dark troopers. Now, these dudes was bad. I was like, what? you know, they look badass and impossible to beat. And the Razorcrest Mando ship got destroyed. So, you know, it makes you think, like, wait a minute, they're getting ready to end this after two seasons, the way they treating this. So, you know, you got your heart rate up, you getting real excited. This is this is it. I was like, wow, wow. But I digress, two more episodes in the season. That moves us up to episode seven, which is the believer. Now, with one more episode before the season ends, we get the biggest Ooh, wait moment. Okay, as comedian Bill Burr is brought, he's back. He's back as Migs so they got Boston accents in the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> but Bill Burr is, you know, it, it is what it is. But we get an extended look at Mando's face, a good look at my man. Okay, and you know, Bill Burr calls him brown eyes. <laughs> Brown eyes. I really hope that doesn't, it doesn't stick. I mean, what the fuck is this? Planet of the Apes? Oh, brown eyes. Is he Frank Sinatra or something? You know, it is what it is. Does Frank Sinatra exist in the Star Wars universe? Oh, brown eyes. Or was he all blue eyes? I don't know. It is what it is. Okay. But all bullshit aside, the threat from Mando to Moff, big brother almighty Giancarlo Esposito Gideon <laughs> At the end it made the kid in me like scream and I was more than excited for the season finale because you know Moff Gideon was lining up to be a real hardcore villain. I mean, he just came, you know, with his half-assed Darth Vader suit talking smack. I mean, this is the dude that had a stormtrooper put little baby tiny handcuffs on Grogu. <laughs> I mean, like where did they get these little handcuffs, man? You know, it was his stormtroopers back in season one that punched the baby. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, it is, you know, this is, uh, we're ready for the action. So we get to the final episode of the season, season eight, The Rescue. And, you know, bottom line up front is saving Grogu tends to be a big production fight. ton of awe-inspiring moments in the episode, but nothing prepared us for the biggest surprise. And I'm going to be honest with you. I really liked, you know, the interaction between the other Mandalorians, you know, with Katie Sackhoff and, 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 oh man, the name escapes me while I'm sitting here thinking about old girl, um, Sasha Banks. Yeah. You know, when they was getting into it with Boba Fett, that was like, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And, The after credit scene for this one, which is a surprising, which is surprising for a Star Wars production, because that's normally a Marvel Cinematic Universe thing where you get after credits, you know, they started that mess, you know, so, but so, you know, and everybody kind of just grabbed onto it and kept on running. But it is what it is. But I guess the lines are being blurred at Disney. More to come on that possibly in the future. Who it is, what it is. But like I say, the things that made the episode. Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff, Casca, who's Sasha Banks, getting into it with Boba Fett revealing more of his and their own Mandalorian history. That was kind of cool just seeing Boba and 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 Scott getting into it, you know, the wrestling moves. They got they had to get that in there. You know, you hire a wrestler for a show, you got to let the wrestler do wrestling shit. That, that that's what I'm looking at. So that was pretty cool. The fight with the neon, unbeatable Dark Troopers. Mando doing his thing. I was like, that was on fire. That was straight on point. I was like, okay. Learning more about the Mandalorian convoluted code of honor and history concerning the dark saber who can wield it. It's importance. This is the way this is not the way I don't know which way to go. Is it one way? Is it two way? Is it a U-turn? Who knows? Okay. But I guess more on this in the future when man Mandalorian comes back for a third season. And then bottom line, what really got everybody going Luke motherfucking stall Luke Luke, motherfucking Skywalker coming to save the day. That was completely out the blue. I'm surprised it didn't get spoiled on the internet long before it happened. That was kind of tight. They used the deep fake de-aging. It was actually Mark Hamill playing himself. I know a lot of people were hoping, wanting, desiring to have Sebastian Stan play a younger Luke Skywalker since they do have a resemblance if you do the makeup right. But, hey. Mark Hamill's alive. Do due to, the due to, due to computer generation. Use his voice. He's been voicing cartoon characters. Let him be a cartoon character of himself with computer simulations. It's not like we're having a dead character, meaning, you know, Carrie Fisher, who passed away. It's not like we're deep faking her or somebody else. We're deep, he's deep faking himself. You know, you got a body double. I mean, he's old. I mean, he don't want to shave his beard. Let's keep it real. But his voice, he can do his voice. He's a voice actor. He makes things like that happen. So that was kind of tight. But the bottom line is, you know, learning from that end credit scene that we are going to have a new Boba Fett spinoff series that was not announced during investors day. That is going to be epic, big fella. I'm just telling you, hold on. This is going to be on point. I love it. I love it. I love it. So bottom line is this The Mandalorian gets better and better Even with the slow episodes But where do we go from here Since the child's now with Luke Okay My speculation says the child will make his return To be with Mando But before the problems That Luke had with the Ben Solo Kylo Ren Fiasco that was hinted in the Sequels and all that stuff And hopefully they can clean some of that Mess up and I also think there's more to Moff Gideon than was let on. I mean, it would be a waste of Giancarlo Esposito's talent to end his involvement here. I mean, he's got to continue to be a big bad villain, at least for at least half a season, you know, to find out what he did with Grogu's blood. You feeling me? You know, I don't think it's as simple as, okay, he got the blood. That's what they did for the sequels to the original. Trilogy, you know, episode five, six, seven, blah, 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 with seven, eight, nine, whatever they want to call it, but it is what it is. So that, with all the Star Wars announcements recently, I really want to see what season three is going to look like. If crossovers between all these new series are in our future, you know, I thought we were getting away from the Skywalker family, but the thing is, they drag us back in. I know the time frame in which this Mandalorian sits. I, could, I, get, I get it. The Skywalkers are still a, a force, but it is what it is. But I think it's only temporary because the rest of the episodes of The Mandalorian have shown us, and Rogue One has shown us, we don't need one specific set of characters to carry a franchise. There are so many different things that you could branch off, talk about. And deal with without just continuing to grab from the original trilogy or the prequels or the movies. You can do something on the side. There's so much stories that can and could be told. The Extended Universe books, the things that they made not canon have shown us that, and you can do what you can do without a Skywalker attached to it. Hopefully. It is what that is. But anyway, I just had to give that and you know, it is what it is. I mean, but but when I say Star Wars is greater than Star Trek, it's 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 not like this, folks. It's 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 not a big gap. It's 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 a it's a it's a etching race because Star Trek got some good stuff popping off, and they they trying to do their thing to get a little bit better. I mean, it's so you know, hey, we do what we do. You know, I'm not a critic. I'm just a dude giving his humble opinion. All right. So anyway, thanks a lot for taking a listen. Hope everything works out for you. Check out the podcast, live recording every Sunday, 6 p.m. Going into the new year, things are going to be slightly different. Who knows where it'll take us? But hey, it is what it is. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. Say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest now. I'm young. I'm free. Nobody take me